Hi, on this edition of Real Time Truth, we're going to talk about talking to other people. Do you feel that you can talk to someone? I mean, like maybe even counsel someone? Or do you feel like that, no, I got to send them to a professional? On this edition, we're going to talk about what it means to be able to share from the Word of God and to listen to the Holy Spirit as we counsel those in our lives. Join us on this edition. Welcome to another episode of Real Time Truth, where in 19 minutes you're going to hear a biblical perspective on things you deal with every day in your home, work, church, and in the surrounding culture. I'm Matthew McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thanks for joining us. I've got a question for you. Do you have someone you can go to for spiritual advice besides your pastor? It's an important question. You know, we often think, well, I definitely can talk to my pastor about some sort of matter. And you can. Me being a pastor, I certainly feel that way. But do you have someone else that you feel like you can talk to? And, 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 and my, my, we ask the question this way. Could someone talk to you mm-hmm. about something they're dealing with? Yeah, could you be that person for someone else? We're going to talk about that in today's podcast. Asking the question, do we feel that we can counsel one another as believers? Sure, and we're talking about more than just offering advice like, well, you just need to pray more. Right, Or exactly. just, just pray about it. Or, you know what, maybe, I don't know, maybe just, just, just read your Bible and maybe the Lord will just give you an answer. Yeah. And we're looking for a little bit something more than that. And that's what the, what's in view in this episode today. So often, Matthew, I find, um, you know, people will contact me and they'll say, um, I've got a friend. Now, it may not be a friend. It may be them. But, yeah, uh, asking for a friend. Yes, for a friend. But let's say it is for a friend. And, and they'll ask me. Uh, they're going through this situation or that situation. Um, do, you, do you feel like that, that I can talk to them or should I talk to them or should I refer them to a, to, you know, to a counselor, to, to uh, you know, some, some sort of professional? And I've thought about it a lot through the years. And, and I guess I can ask it this way, and you and I were talking about this earlier. Who were the counselors in the first century? At the for the first church, right? You know, I mean, did they have like a Jerusalem uh, counseling service? Or I mean, I'm not trying to listen. I'm not trying to to diss anybody. I'm not. I'm not trying to disrespect counselors any, mm-hmm. any, any of that. But but ha- have we gotten to the place that in our culture, even in Christendom, that we almost feel like that we need to outsource? Even talking to somebody about their problems that we just, well, I'm just not skilled in this and I'm not trained in this and I don't want to mess them up. I don't want to give them bad advice. What did they do in the first century? What did they, you know what they did? They talked to one another. Yeah. They, 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 they would come together. Think of the first church, okay? Pentecost, 3,000 people are saved. What did, who were these people? These were pe- many of whom were slaves in the Roman Empire. They're giving their lives to Christ and 
they're coming together and they're, they're, they're studying the scriptures and they're adding to their number daily and they're helping one another and loving one another. Who did they talk to about their problems? They're coming out of all kinds of issues and, and, and they're getting saved, born again from all kinds of aberrant lifestyles. And there were too many of them to be able just to go only to those 11 who stood up and preached that day on Pentecost. Exactly. So the only option is that they talked to each other. Yes, they did. And as you were saying before, you know, it does. we, we get to this place where we, we want to outsource. Mm-hmm. We want everything to be so specialized. We outsource our plumbing. We outsource our <laughs> cable. Right. We outsource our, our electric yeah. wiring stuff in our homes. And so we think, oh, well, I'm going to give somebody to the professionals when it comes to handling spiritual issues in their lives. But the thing is, is while those are all areas of skill that have been picked up over time because they have studied or they've gone to, you know, they've gone to school for it, they've, they've apprenticed or something to learn those skills, we all have the same resource. Mm-hmm. We have the same resource in the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And if I've got to say, I want to read this yeah, quote from, from John MacArthur. I thought yeah. this was really great. Yeah. When he talks about, uh, when Jesus in John 14 talks about sending a helper, he's, uh, the helper is the Greek word parakletos, and we transliterate uh, that word into something you're familiar with. You've probably heard a, a pastor somewhere incorporate this word into a message called the paraclete. And it describes a spiritual attendant whose role is to offer assistance, support, relief, advocacy, and guidance. Now, does that sound familiar? Isn't it interesting that the divine counselor's ministry to believers is to provide the very thing so many people vainly seek in therapy. Now, hear our heart on this again. And that's a yeah. quote from John MacArthur. Hear our heart on this again. We're not discrediting any kind of professional counseling system or service that's out there. What we're getting at today is that we have been equipped with God himself in us yeah. to just talk to people and to be able to offer them godly counsel. And... If I've got a second, I would like to share one other little phrase here. Yeah. It says, if we're committed, this is from an article that I saw on the Gospel Coalition yeah. uh, website, and it says, if we're committed to each other as friends to live out how the Bible teaches us to love others, many of those really big problems, the problems that we don't feel like we're equipped to be able to deal with, the things that we feel like we need to send someone to a professional counselor for, many of them would be diffused before they became life-dominating. Amen. You know, this here, here, This is the crux of what we're trying to describe today. Again, not trying to uh, disrespect anyone in the counseling profession. Um, certainly, there are times that even as a pastor, I, I don't have a counseling degree, okay? There are times that, that we get into situations, I get into situations, let's say we're dealing with schizophrenia, mm-hmm. bipolarism, things such as that. I'm not equipped in those areas in that kind of specificity to understand how the brain works. Just like someone who's a kidney specialist understands how that organ works. You know, your brain's an organ, right? It weighs about five pounds floating around in chemicals, and, and, and it can get off. And you, you might need, just as you need medication for your heart or for your liver or for your kidneys, you might need medication for your head. I'm not anti-medication. I'm not anti-counselor. I'm not whatever. What we're saying here, though, that as believers in Jesus Christ, even going back to the first century church, they talked to one another. Mm-hmm. They helped one another. And it's almost like our culture today says, don't try this at home. Yep. You know, it's almost like we're paying people to listen to us. I mean, so many times, Matthew, I've had people come to my office 
and they say, I need to talk to you about a certain issue. Okay, and, and I just listen to them talk. I mean, and honestly, they're just, it's like vomiting all of this out, mm-hmm. right? And I listen, and I listen. I may interject, a, you know, along the way, but honestly, not that much. And an hour goes by, and our time is up, and, and I'm like, are you, how do you feel? I mean, are you, I feel, oh, Pastor, I feel so much. Thank you. I, oh, I feel so much better. Thank you so much for all that you've done. <laughs> I haven't done anything, but what? Listen. I've just listened to them. Mm-hmm. And so often that's what people need is just someone to listen to them. And as I'm listening to them, I ask the Holy Spirit, show me. Show me what it is that I need to say. Help me to, to stay quiet. I'm mm-hmm. bad to want to talk. Help me to listen. And help me to use your word that's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto the path. I'm right. holding up a Bible to know the Bible well enough that I can use Scripture and the guidance of the Holy Spirit who is our comforter, our teacher, and our counselor to help guide someone. And I and, and we can do this. Mm-hmm. We can do this as believers. Absolutely. And just as we said earlier, okay, you have what it takes. You have, you have, if you're a believer, you have God living inside you. And not only that, you literally have God written down yes. in the Bible. Yes. And so when people, just as you were saying a second ago, people, they just, a lot of times, they just need someone to listen to them. But yeah. it's not just anyone. Yeah. They need someone that they can trust. Mm-hmm. And see, they'll come to you mm-hmm. because they believe, well, Pastor Kevin, he'll shut his door and what we say will stay in that room. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's part of being that person that someone can go to, but also because they know that when you do open your mouth, it's going to mainly be this that comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they're looking for someone to be able to inject the truth into their lives. Yeah, I remember whenever I had a uh, an evangelism prof uh, several years back, and and uh, it was a it was a rigorous class, I tell everybody, he taught me how to do college again, because I had been out of college at that time. I'd already graduated graduated from App State at that point and been away from it for a bit. And his class taught me how to do college again. And but and I don't think this saying was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Originated Original him. to him, but he emphasized it a lot. And I grabbed a hold of it, and I've never forgotten about it. And it was that everyone thinks about God sometime. Mm-hmm. And when they think about God, you want them to think about you, mm-hmm. that you have the answer. And so when they think, oh, I really need to talk to someone, I really need someone I could talk to, you need to be the one that comes to their mind. And so today we want to talk about how we can yeah. kind of be ready for that, yeah. because we've already said we need each other. Yeah. We're, we're, we're kind of treating ourselves right now like we're the early church, okay? Mm-hmm. We're not just saying, okay, every problem is just going to be sent to the professionals. We have been called to speak truth into other people's lives. That's discipleship, yes. okay? Whenever Jesus said, go make disciples, anytime you speak truth, this word, into someone's life, into yeah. any situation, yeah. that's discipleship. It is. Think about what Jesus did. He's our example. He's our God in all matters of life. And think about what he did. He's talking to the woman at the well, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if you know that account, he's speaking to this woman. She's, he said, look, you've had five husbands. The man you're living with is not, is not your husband. And he told her the truth. He told her the truth. But he listened to her. Mm-hmm. And they got talking about, well, how, will, how can we worship? Is it from mountains? Is it from temples? Is it whatever? But he spoke into her life and he spoke the truth. It wasn't some hour-long 
session where she was lying on a couch, just having an everyday conversation. She's out there drawing water. Mm -hmm. You think about Zacchaeus. Here's a guy climbed up in a tree so that he could see Jesus. And Jesus speaks truth into his life. And he sees the need that he needs to, okay, I've got to pay back fourfold all that I've done. He's got this other guy, though, the rich young ruler. He tries to speak, and he does speak truth into his life. He diagnoses in that young man's life by just listening to him that his God was what? Possessions. His possessions, his money. And he says, I'll tell you what you need to do, son. You need to go sell what you've got and then come follow me. Mm-hmm. He, and so he, Jesus gives the example in that he just walked with people. He came into their lives and he spoke truth to them. And it's not, look, this is where I struggle. And I'm going to be very point blank and blunt here. I have talked to people who have come into my office who have been to secular counselors and secular counselors have absolutely screwed them up Mm. because it's a bunch of Freud, it's a bunch of Skinner, and it's a bunch of man-made gobbledygook. I'm telling you, and it's not based on the Word of God, and they don't know which way is up. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what concerns me. So often, we'll take our vulnerable, those that are in our families, whether it be a, 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 a child, a mom, or a dad who are struggling with some sort of emotional breakdown, and we'll put them in the hands of somebody who who has no spiritual understanding at all. What's more, they don't even know that person. Exactly. It's not like going to a family member, someone that you trust, who knows your life, and they can they can accurately speak truth into your life. It's going to a complete stranger. They have yes. they have zero standing ground yes. with that person. Yes. And the thing that concerns me, this is not like calling an electrician and come having him replace a couple of receptacles in your house or you got a plumbing problem and you call a plumber with a snake and he's going to unclog. Listen, that's all well and good. But you put your your, your loved ones, let's say a, a kid, you got a 13-year-old and he's run off the rails, okay? He, he's, he's disobedient, disrespectful, uh, he's whatever. And you say, well, I'm going to get him some counseling, okay? Is, is that what it is? Just some counseling, Okay, I mean, sometimes I think we do we do a little bit more due diligence on picking out a plumber Mm. than we do picking out a counselor. Well, who are you going to send him to? Well, I heard that this guy such and such does he use the Bible? Oh, I don't know, but but he's man, he's got a lot of little letters behind his name on his letterhead. Oh my goodness, this goes back to the foolishness of man. I mean, that's folly. And so, so, so again, please hear what we're saying. Hear, hear what I'm saying. I'm not even going to put this on Matthew. Hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying don't get somebody counseling, Mm-mm. but make sure it's Christian counseling. If you're a believer hearing this and watching this, understand that the Scripture, the Word of God, is a lamp to our feet, a light to our path, and we have the Holy Spirit, the third person of God, living inside of us mm-hmm. to direct us and guide us, to convict us and to teach us and to show us, just like the first century church as they helped one another. And I think we've just got to we've got to rethink the way we're thinking about counseling and helping one another. Sure, and you just referenced the Holy Spirit that we have in us. I think of John fourteen twenty six when he says that the Holy Spirit He will teach you all things. And he'll bring all things to your remembrance. I, you can you can go to someone, and again, receiving training is great. It is great, but I will say it's no replacement for God in your heart. That's right. And so, the a piece of paper on a wall 
when you hear someone talking to you and sharing an issue with you, the piece of paper on the wall isn't going to tell you that. That thing they just said, go back to that. That's the key. Mm-hmm. But the Holy Spirit in your heart and your mind, He will speak that into your life if you are submissive to Him and you're sensitive to Him. And whenever you hear something that someone says that you know you've read something on in Scripture, it's just like that Scripture says, that, that ministry of the Holy Spirit. He will teach you all things, but He will also bring to you remembrance yes. all things. So that way you are ready in the moment. But there's a big responsibility that comes with that. There's a huge responsibility. And that is that we have to be immersing ourselves in the Word and walking in the Spirit. Because if we're just going on with all the other stuff, we could find ourselves in a position where someone needs us to be more. They might think of us, oh, they've got all together. They go to church. They have a great family. He talks about reading his Bible and da-da-da. But then if you haven't been walking closely with the Lord, somebody might come and say, hey, I need to talk. And suddenly you find yourself deer in the headlights look almost, you know, spiritually caught with your pants down. Mm-hmm. This person needs me to be more, but I am not ready to talk to them. Yeah, we're not prepared. We're not prepared, and yeah. our hearts have to be prepared. Yeah, The Bible says, you know, Peter said, First Peter 3.15, we must be able to give a reason for our hope with gentleness and respect. And we think of that as some apologetic, and it is, to describe why Jesus is the mm-hmm. only way to heaven and so forth. But we also need to be able to speak hope into people's lives mm-hmm. as to, okay, they're struggling with anxiety, yeah. okay? And you go, okay, well, you know, you need to go get counseling. Well, how about you praying for them and mm-hmm. with them? And, and how about quoting Scripture? I mean, I mean uh, they're, they're anxious. Okay, Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known to God. And so you start quoting Scripture. I literally use my little yellow sticky note pads in my office like a doctor writing out prescriptions, right? And I write down Bible verses, and I hand them. Th- listen, the Word of God is sharp as a double-edged sword. It literally divides right down to the motive that a person has in their heart. And the Word of God truly is powerful. It's effective to speak into people's lives. And for some reason, we've almost abandoned even beginning to try to help one another because we're like, oh, I'm going to get in over my head. Oh, I'm going to tell them the wrong thing. And let's just be honest. We don't want to get involved in their lives anyway because we got enough going on in our own lives. Right? I mean, we're so selfish now that we don't want to invest in somebody else's life and roll up our sleeves because it's messy. Mm-hmm. And so we just we just kind of watch them walk off a cliff and hope they'll go pay $85 to somebody to talk to them for an hour. God help us. And that's the thing, though, is that genuine friendships are messy. And loving, are. loving people and being real with people is messy. It is. Because no one, we're, we're all fallen. We're all messed up. And so it's just literally being transparent with one another and being able to talk to each other. And so we want to get into some of these, uh, some of these, what would you call them? Tips. I don't really, I, yeah. I hesitate to call them tips, but how, I guess the question is, how can we, what are some things we can do to better minister to our Christian brothers and sisters? Well, we just need to be prepared. I mean, become a student of the Word of God, okay? Be a person who, who, who prays and so that you can understand, you can understand the voice of the Holy Spirit, okay? Be available. Mm-hmm. Be approachable. Be a person that can listen. Yeah. Uh, be honest. Be patient with people. When you're helping people, they're gonna they're still they're gonna mess up, and it's easy to get frustrated when you're. Believe me, 
as a pastor. It's easy to get frustrated working with someone. Or they're going to come to you repeatedly for advice, but never take the advice that you yes. give. And so we show mercy mm-hmm. and long-suffering as we, as we deal with people. But we ourselves need to be remain teachable and, 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 and be in a place to where we say to the Lord, okay, show me the people who are in my life, Lord, who needs me? Mm-hmm. And help me to avail my, I mean, I, I'm, I try to prepare myself. Like if I know somebody's coming and wanting to talk to me about an issue, I'll always ask, they say, I want to, Pastor, I want to come talk to you. Okay. And I'll say, what do you want to talk about? You know, I figure if they're going to take an hour of my time, I at least want to know what we're going to talk about. And so you say, well, that's just being nosy. No, it's not. I want to be prepared. Exactly. So I literally, if, if I find out they're having a problem with their marriage, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm seeking passages of scripture on marriage. If they're having a, a problem with, with, with forgiveness, then I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm prepared. Mm-hmm. I've been praying for them and this is a spiritual matter. And so I'm invoking God to come mm-hmm. in and into the conversation and so that, that he can minister to their heart and so this is vitally important as, as, as believers in Christ that we understand we have what it takes, Matthew. Yep. We have what it takes. We have who it takes. Mm-hmm. We have the Holy Spirit living in us. We have the Word of God to guide us. Yes, there may be times that the Holy Spirit says, yeah, they probably need somebody. This, this is schizophrenia we're dealing with. This is bipolarism. This is something that's beyond, you know, just something that... You know, just listening to someone. Okay, I get that. But I'm telling you, the majority of things, somebody just needs to hear you say, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. And then ask them the second time, mm-hmm. how you doing? And listen. Yeah. Really listen, not just looking for the next thing to say, but listening to their responses and learning to ask good questions so that way you can actually get to the heart of the issue so that by the time you actually have finished your time together, they actually felt like they've gone somewhere. And if you just simply are listening to them, man, I tell you, so we feel loved Amen. when people listen to us. Amen. Are you a good conversationalist? Are you someone that you can just, you can keep someone talking about themselves? That's the mark of a good conversationalist is when you can ask questions that keeps them just pouring themselves out because at the end of it, they will feel like a million dollars when you have just sat there and just listened to them. And if you've been able to actually, whenever you catch something that they say that the Holy Spirit says that. That Okay, go deeper in that area. And then you actually get from here to here, then they go away thinking, okay, I have a next step. I have something. I mean, like that was effective. Yeah. We hope in this podcast that you've been encouraged with just this one simple thought. You have the ability to talk to people, to pray with people, to use scripture, Mm -hmm. and to listen to the Holy Spirit as you're there for people, just like the first century church, we need to be available for people. We need to be people who are willing to invest in people's lives, to encourage them, to help disciple them, and they'll grow in Christ. So if anything else, we would just encourage you to think about what can I do to be that person for someone else? How can I allow the Lord to change me to make me that person that someone else needs. Amen. Well, this has been another episode of Real Time Truth. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. I'm Matthew McNeil. I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thanks for joining us. Take care.